The views, information, or opinions expressed during the filming of this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent any church affiliation of hosts. Ray Nogkin, I want to welcome you <laughs> to the Not Safe for Church podcast, where I am your host, Ray Nogkin. This podcast is for the saints and the ain'ts because Jesus is for everybody. Right now, I need you to like, comment, and subscribe. But I'm going to introduce my co-host. I got the Fosters in the building. I got Aubie Foster in the building. Come on, say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? Come on, I got Omar Foster in the building. <laughs> Literally, normally we were at CrossFit early in the morning, but we're here at nighttime, and it's great. And we're not lifting weights, so I'm a whole lot better. I'm nicer. I am not... <laughs> Um, trying to take pictures on Instagram so people can see how great my body is forming. Mm-hmm, um, I'm I'm really present, you know what I'm saying? And um, I thank you for being present here tonight. All right, y'all, but I got to do these ads. Come on, season two is coming. And come on, I need the money. I need the bag. Come on, I need it because come on, this podcast is not free. Okay, I know y'all think it's cute, funny, ha, 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 ha. But come on, I need your help. All right, I got hats right now, the trucker hats. And uh, you can do a $20 donation and I will send it to your house. I will send it personally to your house. Now, I'm not going to put my address on there because I don't want some of y'all to know where I live at because that's none of your doggone business. But I will send you a hat and it's a $20 donation. And um, I'm just grateful. And if you need to ha- learn how to do it, go to my Instagram. You're going to click the link in my bio. You're going to hit sponsor podcast. And then you're going to be able to uh, hit that. And then you put your address in the PayPal thing. And it'll be great. And if you need to do it some other type of way, we can figure something out. Uh, I can make it do what it do. And um, if you're a business owner and you're trying to, you're like, okay, you want me to sponsor talk about you on the podcast next season i got you too like we could talk all right you can email the not safe for podcasts at gmail.com all right well we're gonna get into the altar call but today we're not doing an altar call we're gonna call this ask the trainer omar and abby they own a gym called crossfit social city that is where i attend come on i'll be there i'll be, <laughs> getting, I'll be getting to work it i do go to 103 too i am loyal to a lot of gyms i also heard that some people go to gyms these days and they can't like go to multiple gyms if they work at certain gyms. That's not y'all's gym oh. or 103, but there's another gym in Vegas that I heard that they can't. Like a non-compete? Like you cannot. I'm like, whoa. I mean, like, you can't get blessed if you don't if you don't mix and mingle. Yeah. True. I mean, when I yeah. mix and mingle, I get blessed. And I mean that in every situation. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm acting up tonight. It's been a great day. All right. Where I spent a lot of time with them, you know, getting this hot body. So I think um, they can guide us to success. So the first question I have for y'all is if you have a flat booty, is there any way a gym can take that booty from flat to thick with two C's? Thick with two C's? Mm-hmm. We could take that booty thicker than a Frosty, right? Glute possible? Work, glute work. We got banded work that we do for warm-ups. Yeah, but it's a lot about your diet, too. Like, women tend to undereat in general. And it's like if you're trying to feed growth, especially muscle growth in your glute, like, your protein's got to be on point. Your diet's got to be on point. So you have to eat a lot of meat. I'm I'm kidding. What kind of podcast is this? (laughs) I'm already starting off bad. Not safe for church. It's not safe for church. I mean, you're the trainer. What would you say? No, I'm just saying, like, we, at our gym, yeah, we, we... push you know some good lower body movements lots yeah. of lunges lots of yep. steps up step ups a lot of squats and we always warm up with bands you know what i mean we feel those peaches so getting. if somebody came up with a flat booty if they were doing all that their booty would grow oh 100 percent. because i even seem you know i don't be looking oh, at my yeah. booty but i mean it's thicker i mean i'd be like that you know I bang mean, i mean you are wearing the hoochie daddy shorts now. every single day <laughs> of my life today i'm not wearing i'm wearing blue jeans shorts i don't know it's kind of weird but it was a look but yeah i love hoochie daddy shorts and everybody should wear hoochie daddy shorts yeah, agreed. I mean, I think that's what like CrossFit CrossFit women are kind of known for, though, is yeah. like thick legs and thick butts, and like making that. You know, other than the Kardashian trend, I think that yeah. that's like the other main thing in but culture y'all didn't right buy now. It. 
No. It's real. No, you earn that. Yeah. You earn it. But I mean, if you buy it, bit. I'm not judging you, but uh, yeah, I don't have the money to buy it right now. <laughs> All right. I often hear people say 80% is diet and 20% is working out. Is this a true statement? Oh, man. We have this debate a lot because I think our experience has kind of been different on like what shaped our body. Okay. Like for me, I mean, fitness absolutely shaped, I think, the, the building blocks of like the aesthetic that you want. Yeah. But like the food is the is absolutely imperative. At least it yeah. was for like my experience. But we him and I had gotta have healthy debates on like what that percentage split is. I don't know that it's 80-20, but food counts. But movement yeah. does too. If you take someone that doesn't move at all and then you bring them into the gym and you don't tweak their diet too much, they're gonna see a difference. Absolutely. I was I saw it different immediately when I started working out. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm saying though, what is your nutrition like? Is your nutrition where it should be? I, my, my nutrition has got better than it used to be. Yeah. I don't eat how I used to eat. But have you made some amazing progress just being in the gym working out? Yeah. 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 So I would say 80-20. I don't, 80-20, I don't Yeah, really I don't know if I with. agree with that because yeah. I don't really, I still eat what I want to eat, but I'm more cautious on how much I'm eating what I want to eat. Well, yeah, I was telling, sure. oh, I think that like working out too, it like helps change the mindset around yes. your nutrition. And so it's like sometimes those things happen simultaneously and they can, it, they both work individually, but if they're not working together, you don't see. No, and that's what I've said recently to a lot of people in the gym because yeah. I'm like, man, I, I get in the slumps too. I, I ride bad waves where I'm just like eating crappy food. I'm like, gosh, I can't get back into the groove. What do I need yeah. to do? And then when I focus on getting my workouts in, that's a priority. Like, hey, I'm working out five days a week. Yeah. Once I get to Friday and it's Friday night and it's time to like eat something crazy, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to let that all go to waste. Like I put in some work this week. So yeah. then that those workouts affect mm-hmm. what I eat nutrition-wise. So yeah. on and that you note, have abs. Sometimes. Yeah. Omar, you always have to lie. Lies. I told That's you. Lie. I, I, I was so mad the other day. Omar took a picture of me and he had a shirt off. I'm like, why do you have your shirt off? Like, <laughs> it was already off for the workout. It wasn't... Can you put your shirt back on? Like, you, you know, I don't have abs. Okay, wait. Here's my thing, though. Hold on. Wait. So I, I work out like in the morning usually and I'm coaching all day sometimes. And if I start sweating, I don't want to be in that sweaty shirt all day. Well, you need so, to bring so, another shirt for pictures with me. And then we got, and <laughs> then we got, get right. and then we got more laundry. We can't already, we can't catch up on laundry as is. You I know, know, like, why are you putting two or three shirts? Like I didn't I'm realize not. that people with kids have to do like laundry every day. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is the. I'm like, I don't. Okay, so first of all, you when you're you're married. You got to communicate with somebody and then you got to wash clothes every day and then you got to feed the kids and you got to feed the, it's, Keep going. I don't, Keep going. That's a lot and then you got to go to work and deal with people. I don't know how people do it. Yeah, like, hard. I think my single life is a lot. Sometimes I think about people that are married with kids and doing all that. I'm like, I really, and I'm not saying like what I'm going through is not, but it's, yeah, it don't compare. It's oh. just the perspective, though, man. It's like looking back. Like, I used to think we were so busy. Yeah. And then we had kids. And I look back and I'm like, look at all that time. We had all this time. <laughs> we thought we were so tired. We were tired because we were going out, you know, and like <sighs> yeah, getting home early sure. or whatever. And not like tired from emotionally regulating like a small human being and trying to like raise them to be I don't know how people decent. do it. Yeah. I don't know. I literally look at people. I'm like, whoa, like. I used to like, oh, I'm just like, that's a lot. I mean, it's a hard task, but it's the biggest reward oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Nothing you, better. You're continuing on your legacy. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing. And then one day you'll be old and they'll take care of you. Yeah, you think you're tired now. Imagine chasing around Uriah with his high energy. <laughs> oh, my God. That is 24-7, nonstop. It's funny because we take him places, our four-year-old son, we take him places and he's got the gift of energy without question yeah. and people after whatever event they'll be like always oh, go to sleep good tonight and it's that thing that whether it's the grandparents <laughs> or friends like we laugh because it just doesn't happen or we'll see people carrying their kids in the grocery store and they're asleep yeah. like on their shoulder and oh and i would look at each other like why does kids do that sleep? like yeah. i don't i don't yeah. uriah's never done that yeah. not once 
Come on. Yeah. And he has the biggest personality. He's going to be big. Yeah. I mark my words. You, you keep, this, <laughs> keep this recorded. And Uriah, when you get big and famous, don't forget about... <laughs> Uncle Reynolds. Uncle Reynolds. So just little, Uncle little, Reynolds. little old me, okay? Little Reynolds. old me at the Not Safe for Church podcast. All right. Outside of looking great, what are the benefits of a CrossFit rather than a big gym like a LVAC, a Goats gym, uh, uh, a Lifetime? Those are great gyms. But like, yeah. what is the difference between like a CrossFit and those gyms? Oh, man. I feel like a... A big term used to be community, but I don't want to say community because I feel like that's so old and played out. But it's like, do you know the owners of LVAC? I don't. Do you know the owner of Lifetime? I don't. You know? Do they I wish, care if you show up? Or I not? wish I did because they could sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like their business model is, you know what I mean, having a have enough space because people aren't showing up to the gym. Yeah. So you know, we're a community of people that care for you. You know, we end up becoming your friends yeah. and your family, and we will go to the end of the end of the earth for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to tell, or we were talking about this earlier because we had about this question. And I was saying, I think it's like deeper than community where it's like, as an adult, how often do you have cheerleaders? You yeah. know what I mean? In your corner. Like we've had moments with members, even if something as simple as like the end of a workout, like cheering them on or they're at a competition or whatever, yeah. facing some kind of trial or challenge that they didn't think that they could do. And at the end of that, looking at them and being like, I'm so proud of you. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. And speaking life into them. I think what, I've learned over the last 12 years of doing this alongside him is that a lot of people didn't have that. Yeah. Like growing up, you yeah. know, we were really blessed that like we have wonderful parents and like different trials and tribulations yeah. within our own family. But I always felt loved and I always felt supported and to see grown adults like get emotional. Yeah. Not just because the workout or whatever. It's the fact that someone believes in them yeah. and someone cares yeah. and someone, whether it's like they're not showing up they haven't showed up all week, like checking in, like, how are you? Yeah, and like yeah. having that level of investment, it's so much more than the fitness. I mean, the fitness and the body and all of that's almost like the byproduct of something yeah. you get that's so much deeper that keeps people coming back for more. Yeah. Like the training is great, but you can get great training anywhere. In, uh, yeah. Anywhere, any yeah. studio that knows what they're doing, you you'll get, get the benefit. You can get your diet together, whatever you can work out at home with yeah. no equipment and accomplish that. But what makes it different is that level of human connection, especially yeah. now. Ooh, big time. In this world and the way that Lord. things That's have changed. That's probably the majority of why people come to the gym these days, you know? I come for, for I that. literally, I really become just becoming the top. Yeah. Yeah. Social. Social, Social city. But I literally was leaving the gym today and I said, I said, whoa, this is kind of like church. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I go there, I feel better. I'm around people who love me and support me and that don't yeah. just support me with like their words, but like y'all are here tonight. Yeah. Like y'all bought hats. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, to me, I'm like, whoa, like. That's amazing, especially yeah. being like in the season that I've came out of. Like, you know, it's like, whoa, like I you can literally find community anywhere. Yeah. And I mean, no, no place is perfect. I mean, you have I probably have you you there'll be a day where y'all where I get on your nerves. Where I mean I probably already do. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, I probably on my phone at Omar's like, can you do the freaking workout? <laughs> but no, like at the content. end of the day, like, yeah, it's it feels like something greater. Like, and I can't I can't put my finger on it. And I think for me, that's why I feel like I try to be attached to so many gyms. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to just have so much community. Connection, like, yeah. I want to. Human connection, Yeah, it's man. amazing. Yeah. But then I was comparing it to restaurants earlier. I was like, do you, do you eat at Applebee's? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have <laughs> at Applebee's recently. I go for the half price appetizer and maybe a drink. Well, I'm just saying that's kind of how I compare it. It's like, do you eat at Applebee's or do you work at that? Lifetime or LVC, no shade on them, but it's just a tight yeah. community. You know what I mean? Like people. Yeah, versus wanna, you knowing the owners. People want to support. Yeah, support yeah. a small business, small restaurant. Like that's kind of just what we are. People that know your. Like, I mean, I think about the last twelve years and like the 
experiences we've had with our members at different seasons, like yeah. that have come and gone, like seeing their kids grow up, going to their weddings, like being a part of these big moments, wow. like these big lifetime moments. Like I look back at our wedding video and I would say like the chunk of our wedding, we're all like <laughs> members. Wow. I think we did like a hands in at one point, but it's, and those are still people that are in our lives. And yeah. I think like, man, these are people that we sweat with. But if you're working out three, four, five times a week, you are seeing these people more yeah. than you see your own family. And there's so much power in who you surround yourself with. Oh. And I think that we lose sight of that because we get so accustomed to like working with a staff, yep. right? You get hired onto a staff, you go to work 40 plus hours a week. These are the people that are selected that you spend your time with. Yep. You don't have no a choice. lot of option in that. And then you have your, your friend circle that is an option that I think sometimes as adults, we lose sight of the other like spaces and places and the people that we're surrounded with yeah. and having that kind of space with those kind of people where it's like, man, it, when you walk in the door, no one cares what your job title is, Period. what you mm -hmm. do, what your background how was, you how much money you make, your sexuality, like, sexuality, race, color, politics. No one cares. Yeah. Like it, we're all bonding in, in this kind of like pain cave yeah. as cheesy as that sounds, but there's a bond that happens in that moment and people are like so invested yeah. in who you are. And like your life moments, whether yeah. it's like your kids. And to or me, I'm like, that's what the, for me, and I feel like there are churches like this, but that's what the church should feel like. It don't matter, mm -hmm. no, no matter what you come from. Yeah, it's like I mean. pe people grow closer through like hard obstacles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and we do that every day. Ooh. We go through hard obstacles every day. So we end up <laughs> I mean, real I'm probably saying, can you do a 35? No, I'm a 25. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm like, a 20 by now. You've been here for like no, three months. No, I'm telling you. And he'd be saying, oh, your legs look strong. No, I don't. My <laughs> Renee gave me good legs. Okay. We don't have to work out. They're going to look good. I mean, they do look better now. I'm like, dang. I done partnered up with this guy on like two or three partner workouts, Team Tuesday. He'd be crushing me on the bike and he gets off. Like, oh, I believe I'm good it. at cardio. I'm good at cardio. I'm like, right now, you got power and strength. Like, yeah. That <laughs> the power of the Holy Ghost. So don't shit out of my side. I'm kidding. That's, that you, you know, power Holy Ghost speaking tongues. That's what they oh, say, man. something like that. All right, <laughs> let me get into the topic of today. Our topic today is letting go and letting God. Um, something I, something, I see laid out in the Foster story is they continue to surrender to God's bigger plan. They have experienced loss, but have seen many victories. Today we will discuss the power. Um, I don't know what I'm reading. Okay, today we're going to discuss <laughs> their life and how they let go and they let God. Because this paper is not doing me no good. I ran out of ink. That's why I need y'all to sponsor the podcast. I'm kidding. I just oh, forgot to order it and I didn't get it in time on Amazon Prime. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about letting go and letting God. It's going to be great. I'm going to ask the first question that's on this paper. Praise God. All right, Omar. <laughs> I walk into Social City every day. Yes, you do. I see the pink ball Ooh. in the glass case. Ooh. Can you explain what that means to you? Um, I I yeah, I, just, I know it's important. Oh, yeah. And I, I wish I would have took a picture, but it's like, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, a little pink ball. Yeah, man. in a glass do, case. Where do I start with that story? Um, I mean, just kind of coming from nothing is, is where that pink ball came from. Yeah. It's just a reminder of, of kind of where I started uh, when I got into CrossFit. Yeah. You know, the equipment and stuff was real expensive. I had this buddy who was like, yeah, man, you want to get into it? We use kettlebells and these medicine balls all the time. So if you want to order one, great. And I was like, okay, cool. How much are they? He's like, medicine balls are 150 bucks and these are 200 bucks. I just got out of the Air Force and how much money I was on unemployment when I had met her. Wow. This new fresh trainer. I had spent my last like. 700 bucks on a training certificate and i was like i don't know how far this is gonna go but we in it and we about to get it going <laughs> so um instead of paying 150 bucks for this medicine ball i was like well what can we do like i'm gonna have to make something up so we ended up filling these grocery bags with dirt right and then we taped them up 
we duct taped them. So I had this them. medicine ball. We, wow. made, we weighed them over and over again. And we had it to 18 pounds. And we had to add more, 19 pounds, 20 pounds. And we got it going. So we would toss this medicine ball up on these metal posts at 24-hour fitness. And people looked at us like we were crazy. Well, they like, what thought are they we doing were crazy, period, there? because no one knew what CrossFit was Yeah, at the it was time a new anyways. thing back yeah. in 2010. So yeah. they were like, what are these guys doing over there? And this ball would drop and it would splatter <laughs> and dirt open. everywhere. I would run to the office and, like, retape it up. So if I peel the layers back, you'd probably see you know, five or six different colors, colors but yeah. um, growing up as a child, man, I didn't have very much, man. We grew up in the hood. Like I was on food stamps, welfare yeah. checks, all this. So yeah. that medicine ball is just a reminder of kind of like where I started and, and where I grew from. And maybe four or five years ago, one of our members was like, man, you've just kind of, I've had, I've seen this ball around and I wanted to give you a gift. So our friend Doug actually made a case. So that's the case. It was when that we moved into in. Social wow. City. Yeah. He had put it in a trophy case and gave it to O and it was this ball that had kind of Move from studio to studio, yeah. and he had seen it and asked the story, and O told that story. And so when we opened on opening day, he brought that trophy case as a reminder. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so that's the story behind the pink ball, man. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I see it, I don't know. It's always encouraging to me because, mm-hmm. like, you show, you shared the story with me, and it's cool to see, like, man, like something can really happen if you believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like you mm-hmm. may not see it today. Like I know there probably were days in between. You know, you taping up that ball, and now where you're like, man, what the hell is going on? Like, this is crazy. Like, my life. And, like, look at you today. That's, like, like his superpower, though. I think, like, it's something that I... Well, you better encourage your man. I mean, I, (laughs) like, I mean... The neighbor's gonna know your name tonight. (laughs) Your name, your name, your name, name. We gonna scream and shout. I used to love that song. I I want the neighbors to know my name one day to somebody. I love it. I love it. He's always had that confidence, though, and that, like, laser focus. And, like, oh, is a doer. He is not a talker. And I've, I mean, living in Vegas and growing up in this space, and I was... Around a lot of nightlife industry, it's a lot of talk, right? I I used to joke all the time that, you know, trainers want to open gyms, hairdressers want to open salons, and it's no shade on that. I think everyone should dream, but there's a lot of talking and not a lot of action. And I think the people that are are relentless and the most lethal are the ones that it's like, they're just in the water attacking, and that has always been, oh. Like, it's like, if he says he's going to do something the next day, it's it's done. Like, I know if he verbalizes it, it's happening. Yeah, for sure. Avi, one thing I love about you at the gym is I feel like you're everybody's biggest cheerleader. cheerleader. <laughs> you're like the mom of the, the gym. Girl. She's like the, the hot man. mom. You know what I'm saying? Ah, oh, so like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey. I feel like I can always compliment women because I don't. Okay. I love it. Yeah. So I'll take it all. I was like, you just, I mean, you're just always there. You're always cheering people on. And um, I know like when we met, like we were going through a similar situa- situation and oh my voice. Um, And my question to you is like, how have you been like leaning into letting go and letting God and everything is changing around you. Like the thing that you thought was maybe the thing forever is not the thing right now. Yeah. And like, yeah. Um, well, I had spent the, like previous eight years on mm-hmm. the board of directors of basically every company I had worked for um, and defined so much of myself by my job and my success and just wanting to provide for my family and show my kids like what a strong working mom looked like. Yeah. Um, and then that all shifted like very quickly, but it was, it was one of those things. It was like an answered prayer. It just wasn't answered the way I hoped. You know, you're almost like, man, that just, and I knew it right when all the shift happened, Yeah. but I, my head couldn't catch up with my heart. My heart knew that like God was shifting my life for change for better. And it was answering a prayer that we had been praying as a family for a long time on like, what's next? Like I was 
a ghost to my kids. Yeah. I mean, and I, I had a stay-at-home mom growing up. That was yeah. all I knew. So to to be kind of the opposite of that and feeling like I was missing moments, they would have these milestones, and I'd come home, and they could do something, and I didn't know they could do that. Yeah. My nanny did, yeah. and Omar did, and I wasn't showing up our marriage the way I wanted to, and so it was kind of a... Um, an un, a, a answered prayer in a way that I wasn't expecting. And it was yeah. incredibly difficult at first. And I remember sitting in church and just being like so humbled and thinking like, man, like I am one to always speak life into people. Like I, I will always try to remind people how worthy they are, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and I want people to feel seen. Like even yeah. if it's for a moment of interaction, it's so important for me that when people leave our gym or interacting with me, whether it was like a work capacity or anything, yeah. that they feel seen and cared about and that, yeah. that there was an exchange of kindness. And if I'm saying that to other people, oh, would look at me and say, what would you say to somebody else going through this? Because you know what you'd be saying? You'd be saying, lean forward, fall <laughs> forward into what God's telling you. Don't be digging your heels in and trying to fight it because it, yeah. it doesn't change it. Fall forward, lean forward. And like, this is where faith is tested. Yeah, Like this, the test is when it's like, yeah. It's real. Yeah. And I remember sitting in church and thinking like, I have been doing it my way yeah, and I am miserable yeah. and broken. Yeah. And maybe you know better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you actually know better. And like, isn't that what faith is? And so I kind of changed what my prayers were and leaned into more like, just lead me, guide me. And I still don't really know like kind of yeah. what's next, but I think it's like falling forward. You know yeah. what I mean? I just want to have, it's like visually, that's how I feel. It's like, I just, I felt like I was going towards the cliff, like whether I wanted to or not of change yeah. and I could either dig my heels in and fight the whole way there. Or it's like, man, just yeah. trust and fall forward. Cause yeah. what a different fall that'll be. Yeah. We have been talking about it and praying about it for, for a Months, minute. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as it happened, I told her, I was like, that was God just picking her up off the wrong path and putting her on the right one that he yeah. created for her. Yeah. And I was like, you'll look back on this a year from now and be like, that was a, that was the biggest blessing yeah. we ever had. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes faith and familiar, familiar, familiarity, whatever, I can't say the word. Yeah, say the word. Faith and... <laughs> that is a hard one. Familiar. Familiar. <laughs> like they don't go together. And I think a lot of times I was listening to this message by Sarah Jakes and I'm going to send her some money for my tithe. I owe God $60 because I didn't give God $60. I, I've been, I, cause I've been holding my tithe. I, owe, I have got some money and I, I, owe Lord, I owe the church $60, <laughs> somebody. And I listen to her words. So I'm going to sow the seed tonight or whenever I get the chance. Um, and she was talking about how a lot of times we say, God, do a new thing, mm. but for God to do a new thing, that means we won't know what the thing is. Mm-hmm. And that means that we will be blind to the thing because we will not have a model or a forefront for it. Mm. So it's like a lot of times you're like, God, like do the new thing. Yeah. But it's like, you're not going to have a model for it. Yeah. You won't see it done before yeah. because it's a new thing. Like when mm-hmm. Lululemon puts out a new product, nobody's seen it before. Yeah. It's brand spanking new. And the iPhone, they, they bring out a new iPhone. Like literally it's brand spanking. And we, they, we nobody's seen it before. Yeah. It's new. Yeah. And like a lot of times it's blind. Yeah. Like it's blind faith. Yeah. And like sometimes yeah. in life you have to show up and just, I'm blind, but I'm not really blind because I know who is leading mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? Like I may be blind, but I'm connected to somebody who is going to lead me yeah. through the valleys, the shat. Like yeah, no amen. matter what, I'm. Uh, Lord, it's so know. true. It's y'all so true, though. Preach. There's a a song at our church that it's called "Tomorrow," and it says, yeah. "I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who, who holds, holds tomorrow." tomorrow. Oh, and I that was my is anthem. Is that the new one that just came out? Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh. I was at the live recording and oh. I heard that song and I didn't even know what I was about to go through. And I mean, that thing <laughs> hit my spirit. I'm literally getting chills right now. Yeah. Like when it's just. 
it just hits you. Oh, it's just like, I can't even, ex- like. You know it's it, coming. Yeah. But yeah I th- before- know what I thought about too, though, is that people watch believers and, and, and pe- like, I'm very open about my faith. I don't claim to know everything or know the answers to anything, yeah. but I'm, I'm never afraid to give praise where praise is due and and to speak life into people yeah. and what i believe to be true and that their worthiness is because they are created you know yeah but i think when times of trial and tribulation that's when people are watching and i struggle sometimes with like self-care and self-investment like that's my own demon that i'm fighting yeah but i think about the amount of people at our gym that that i have spoken life into and, and tried to connect with and say how important they are and how much god loves them and jesus is for you and yeah he can take anything bad and make it into good and i'm going through something and how am i showing up because they're looking at me they're watching me during yes. that time and that level of accountability also kind of centered me on on where i should be focused and like yeah. how i should be greeting this new challenge because it's hard it's uncomfortable yeah. change is hard and i literally was at work the other day and i had i was i got a little irritated because uh, there was somebody who I know is a believer and just the energy was negative. Mm. And I was like, people are, you said you come mm-hmm. in here and say you go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you got to show up. Yeah. And then I had to even like, then I was like, wait, let me correct myself. Cause now mm-hmm. I'm judging that person. Mm-hmm. You know what <laughs> I mean? Right. Like, yeah, so who am I? Know I? You know what I mean? I like I had to learn that. Okay. No, like, cause sometimes I could be acting like everything is fine yeah. and everything is not fine. Yeah. Like, and that's that's another problem. Like me showing up, acting like, oh yeah, God is gonna work it out. I'm believing, mm-hmm. and then I get in my car and I'm having a and I'm and I'm screaming, crying on the way home yeah. from my job. Like, yeah, you know, like where's the real faith? Like she yeah. just the person at the work is just being honest about where they at. Yeah, I'm yeah, over yeah, here yeah. faking like everything's great. <laughs> then I get in my car and I'm screaming on my five minute drive way uh, home. Like, oh my God, why yeah. is this and yeah. so it's just really, I think, I don't know, for me, I'm just in a season where I, like, I really want to believe what I say I say. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to just be a hype man, like a Jesus hype yes. man and not believe it. Like, yeah. I want to be a hype man and actually believe that stuff. Like, I want to be like. Genuine, authentic. He got it. he got me. The yeah. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want yeah. him. Like, I'm not moved. Like, I'm really not moved. Like, I'm not in my head trying to calculate. Like, mm-hmm. Well, having kids for us, too. I have a, a quote that I always say to myself where it's like, they do as you do. They don't do as you say. Yep. And I, and we've applied that for everything, like whether it's self-love, the way we take care of ourselves, the way we take care of our home, the way we treat our friends, the way that we speak to each other as husband and wife. And it's like that, that is no different. It's the most important thing. And it's really kind of what shifted even, I think like our faith in our home and the way that it shows up, having our kids as witnesses every day, it keeps you honest because they will do as we do. Not as I say, I can say, believe trust they'll repeat what you say sometimes though. <laughs> <laughs> they do at, at family dinners only though and yeah. it's always the thing you don't want them to repeat i've had that happen mom and it's shit. always mom <laughs> yeah Thanks. oh sorry <laughs> you're like hit it from the back i'm kidding <laughs> anyways um omar recently um on your instagram you shared about how you have insecurities yeah man. and for me like i was just so shocked like i was like I see Omar every day and I'm like, damn, like bro, mm-hmm. it's like, he got the body, mm-hmm. like he got the wife, he got mm-hmm. the life, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he, like you have a family, like it's from an outsider looking in. Yeah. I'm like, man, like this is great. Like he's living the life. And for me, my question is, how do you continue to stay enough even though you have those insecurities? How do you continue to stay enough? Or I mean, how like, to know that you're enough? Yeah. I mean, I guess. I see beautiful people in the gym day in and day out, you know, yeah. inside and out. And I'm like, man, I see how they pick themselves apart. And I see how like my wife t- 
tugs and pulls on certain shirts and they go through seasons of not wearing shorts and they wear baggy shirts and I'm like what is wrong like you were insanely beautiful like you couldn't possibly be created any yeah. better than you are you know what I yeah. mean and then I, for me I just I guess like to share these stories that like everyone's kind of going through yeah. struggles and everyone goes through insecurities you know yeah. like you might see this outside external photo of me and you might see abs but I'm like dude I go through my own stuff too I mm -hmm. go through feeling flabby even though I have abs to you to you and to certain people yeah. during photos like you know i've got scars and stuff in places where i'm like man like ugh, i really want to take my shirt off but it's hot so i'm yeah. taking it off but I, that that post and just saying that was kind of me expressing that i've got insecurities too yeah like, and you know it, it's a list you know it's not just one or two things and just sharing that we all kind of go through that you know yeah because if i had your body i would take off my shirt every single <laughs> day I would be showing, and maybe that's why I God has not. Request. And maybe that's why God has not let me get there because He knows. You I will be showing everything. I already want to wear. I'm wearing a see-through shirt to uh, SJ's birthday party this weekend. Hey. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, that's why I don't have it yet because I will not be insecure about this. But, but the thing is, we were talking about this today. Even when you start to like look better or like, mm -hmm. okay, like yes, I have got, I've got Invisalign, and my teeth look way better than they ever have. And, but in my head, I am still that little boy yeah, for sure. with jacked up teeth. We talk about this all the time. And like, I'm losing weight and my body looks better than it ever has before. Yeah, yeah you look amazing. But right? I'm still, in my head, still still I am yourself. still a little big right now when all my friends were skinny mm -hmm. like Sean and Diamond and Kayla. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, did, I called them out because yeah. those my friends. <laughs> but that's the thing though. Like, I, I told her and I was telling you, I was like, skinny boy syndrome. Like, yeah. I got it all growing up. And it was like, man, like, you need to eat more. You're looking too skinny, man. You need to eat more. And it's like, dude, I eat probably way more than you do you know what i mean so even as an adult now it's like oh i got the skinny boy syndrome like i never wore tank tops for the longest time because i was like oh yeah i'm not buff enough or jacked enough to wear tank tops she's like come on he, he rode in an uber one time and it told a guy that he owned a gym and the guy was so like shocked <laughs> by that, it that omar that. was like offended he did, how did the gym how he's like you own a gym you look a little small yeah, though, I've, been a, I've been seeing people who are really big on gyms and i'm not fat shaming i'm not saying that but obviously and i just be concerned because i'm not gonna go to nobody if they body don't look like what i want <laughs> Did. He hit me with a, you own a gym? Oh my <laughs> the God. review mirror. No, the I, let me tell you something. I'm not going to nobody's gym if they don't look good. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I literally remember when I, I saw Social City a long time ago on Instagram. And I was like, oh, Omar look good. So mm -hmm. I know I can go to the gym and I can get there. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't, I don't, mm -mm, I'm encouraged by we, what I see. We always talk about too that like, we all are just still like the little kids inside, yes. right? So it's also, like, O compares class to like PE class for yep. that same reason. Because yeah. it's like, it's really, it's like you're playing with friends. It's like yeah. fun. PE class you forget for that like physical activity with adults can be like a bonding experience yeah. or whatever when we see it with our ultimate frisbee group they're crazy but it's like you forget that that element is there and insecurities are the same yeah you know it's like the same things that you hated as a kid you probably hate about yourself as an adult yeah that probably didn't change even though you've changed and yeah. nobody sees what you see it's like the only thing that you focus on and it's crazy and I think even remember that we're all our kids still mm -hmm. it kind of helps you even deal with other people oh yeah because you're like well they're so like Having That's, a four-year-old and a two-year-old has made me like so <laughs> empathetic to yeah. people because it's like you just see the adult version of tantrums, the adult yeah. version of True. insecurity or like needing attention or affirmation or whatever. We talk about all the time in a loving way if when you see it. It's like, man, we're all just like little kids on the inside with just better vocabularies yeah. and sometimes bank, like bigger bank accounts. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. your parents' bank account was bigger than yours. So let me shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, lastly, <laughs> if you could both nail down uh, the Foster's legacy, like when when everything is done, said and done, like what would you want people to remember you guys by, like your family, your legacy? Hmm. I think I think just overall being good-hearted people. 
Yeah. You know, I feel like we're connectors. We try to yeah. bring people together and we're there to support anyone genuinely, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I want, I just want people to feel loved. Yeah. You know, I just think I've heard so many, just too many stories of friends or acquaintances or whatever when we end up like peeling back their history or their family background or whatever, where it's just like people don't feel loved. Yeah. Like we did a challenge and, and one of the things was talking to a stranger every day. Yeah. And so I developed this question that I would use as my, I kind of, I don't, I don't know if it's like bending the rules, but I like <laughs> used a specific question because I really wanted to get something out of the 30 days of talking to strangers, not just yeah. small talk of what's your coffee like. And so I asked people in the last one to two years, what has life taught you? And what do you think that I could benefit learning from, yeah. from what it's taught you? And overwhelming response was about kindness and yeah. about you don't know what people are going through you don't know what their experience mm-hmm. and just to be kind just to whether it's opening a door or, or compl- like see something say something is another thing that i say yeah. all the time it's like man if i see if i love your hat i'm gonna say something about your hat mm-hmm. you got a great smile i'm gonna say something about your smile like there's always something that you can can say to to be kind and so for me it's like i hope our children embody that too and i want just people to know that we love God and like to see his love through the way that we treat them, not because yeah. we're preaching, not because we're trying to push anything. It's just like, man, like yeah. you're, I love you because you're my brother. Yep. Like no matter what you come from, where you've gone, what you're going through, like I'm here and I love you. And like there, <laughs> there's some yeah. boundaries you have to put in place. You can't be like that with everyone, I guess, but I want people to feel seen Yeah. and never and, like we don't see. And them. I feel like you guys do that well. Like, and I don't just say that, to say that like I really feel that mm. like I remember like coming in your gym after everything that happened and it was just a lot mm. and there were days that like I literally only came because I didn't have nowhere else to go I didn't know like I couldn't call nobody else like everything had changed and there were some days I would literally just come in there just so I could hang out with people yeah, sure. and like every time I came I felt loved I felt <laughs> accepted I felt seen I may not have done every workout but like, I'm really grateful and it means a lot. Like, and I'm not just saying that, like, yeah. it really means a lot. Whoa, we, we I am not a crier. You. Oh my God, what is going on in this podcast? I am, I am a crier, but oh Lord. <laughs> Whoa, anyway. Talk about the power, the power of CrossFit, you know, yeah. in the earlier segment. But yeah, that's it right yeah. there, man. That, that fills my heart and our yeah. cup, you know. Y'all are the just bomb. so that people feel that support and feel love and that you're capable of anything. Yep. And like, you, once you're in our family, it's like you're in. Like, I always tell people like, I think sometimes when people have left the gym in the past, like whether they moved or it's just not their their thing anymore, whatever it is, it's like I think there's always this fear of like severed connection. Yeah. And for us, it's always been this thing where it's like, man, like you're once you're in our family, like that's it. Like we've been a part of you're we're a part of your fitness journey, but yeah. we're a part of your life forever. Like we're invested. Like we're invested for the long run. Yeah. And it just feels good to know that you, like you felt that because that's yeah, I exactly that's exactly how we felt. Like it's like, man, right now you. You're socialite now. Like, you're part of the family. Like, I know, there's I know, no get, But when I get that no socialite body, though, whoa, <laughs> I'm going to be socialing in Social City and socialing in the streets. Oh my gosh, Tell them where they can find you, Raynaud. You can find me at Raynaud Kent on Instagram. <laughs> I'm very single. And I look even better without the glasses. Doggone it. Shoot. I mean, you do. Mighty God. I'm kidding. Let me stay humble. <laughs> All right, y'all. I got to wrap up this episode, but we can't wrap it out the last segment. 1 800 Ask a Saint. All right. The question is Hey, St. Saints, I love this podcast. I heard Omar 
Marinopi was going to be on. What is your opinion on getting your body worked on to get the dream body? I, they, I think they mean worked on by like going to a doctor, mm-hmm. you know, getting the, you know, the BBLs, the, the, you can even get abs these days. Yes, and you can even get tissues taken out like your man titties these days Ooh. and everything. Like, what do you, what's so, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm kind of just all natural. God created you just the way you are and you're perfect. Yeah. But I know for other people, it's different. So, I mean. I don't yeah, have much say so. I think you might have more, more say on what you think because you've thought about certain things at a certain point in time. Yeah, I think like every, especially as like a female, yeah. like in, in my past life, like being around nightlife industry people all the time, like it felt really normal, like kind of normalized. Yeah. I think the city in particular, but there is a different satisfaction in things that are earned. Yeah. Hey. And it's not, it's not a dig. It's not, it's like, I I think ultimately like you got to be happy like with yourself. Like at the end of the day, if you look in the mirror and like, you're not happy with yourself, like no one's going to make you happy. Yeah. So you got to do what you got to do. But the, I feel like the shortcut to things very rarely gives you the same level of satisfaction. And the reality is like, we've seen people completely change the shape of their bodies. Like, yeah. And I think that that's a different, it's a different journey. So I guess. No shade, but I would just encourage people to like tap into the power within because yeah. mm-hmm. that satisfaction, that's what makes you unstoppable. Yeah. And that unlocks a new level to other areas of your life. Like yeah. the aesthetic is great. Like, great. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. But to get beyond beyond yeah. that, when you mentally unlock that you can do it, that makes you unstoppable. Yeah. That's when you're lethal and that's when people should fear you. Yeah. And to me, I think it's just a longer transformation. I think that's what I've realized. Yeah. Like, it won't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. But if you keep showing up, you're working hard. Consistent. Your body will do things. You're like, oh, I didn't even know that that was forming. It's miraculous. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I mean, two babies. I got, and it's like I always tell people all the time. Like, I have shared like some of my before and after photos, and it's not because I'm special that like yeah. I got back in shape. I'm not any different than anyone else. Like, yeah. it, it dating him was hard. You know, like he he was like an Adonis, and I remember looking at him being like, okay, like I've got to match this for the longest time. Yeah. And then realized that it wasn't until I like picked my own journey with my own goals that were fueled with like my, not the desire of the have not, but like what I could do, it changed everything. And it's just showing up and it's showing up for yourself. Yeah, It's not. And I think that's the part that shifts the mind and the heart is like, you're working out used to feel like a punishment. I went to the gym because I was like, oh, I, I ate a bagel. I need to run. Yeah. Oh, I had cake last night. Oh, I drank like a bottle of Jameson in my bag. (laughs) Like, or whatever. And then all of a sudden when it shifted into this, like, I, I can do this. Like, I didn't know my body was capable of that. I, yeah. I, I can do one strict pull-up. I can do five strict pull-ups. Like, I couldn't do a push-up. Like, all of those things. Like, that that mental shift is... It's crazy. It's different. It just is a, di- it's a different journey. Yeah, the, work, is the workouts for me in classes are more like a mental challenge. Yeah. That's, that's what I enjoy most about yeah. it. It's like getting in and just being in my head and just telling yeah. myself that I'm capable. Like I can do this. Like take your rest and jump back yeah. in when you're ready is, is what I enjoy most about like the whole journey and like where I am right now. And like surgery, like you'll look good and you'll still probably accomplish your goals. But I don't think that like the mental journey that you go on is, yeah. is yeah. comparable. And I, I would only want that for someone because I know... So I've, I suffered with anxiety and depression yeah. most of my life and like what fitness did for me in terms of like learning to love my body because I was always athletically built but didn't really play sports. Yeah. I was always kind of tall. I was this height in, you know, I don't know, like sixth grade. And so they thought I was oh going to be, yeah, I was a little bit of like a 
beam pole and then didn't really play sports went to an arts high school didn't play sports there and so then when we got into crossfit because i'm already dance in arts high school no 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 it's theater okay theater Theater. (laughs) but it it made me love my body for what it was capable of doing and i think like you can't pay for that you can't can't pay for that you can't no one you could have the perfect carved whatever that the doctor gives you that looks just like the photo or whatever but it doesn't shift what happens up here Mm -hmm. And that you still carry with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's just good to let some of that, all that energy out. Like, oh, yeah. you know, sometimes you be lifting those weights and I'll be thinking, like, oh, I want to fuck this mother. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, like that person didn't text me back last night. I want to, mm. you know, or you think about that, you know, that number, you know, I'm yeah. not bringing up that number no more because I'm, I'm moving on. I'm dating. I'm in the dating streets. <laughs> I hung out with my favorite stranger today. It was great. I, but I'm still dating. I am still, you know, open. open taking applications. I'm taking applications. Dating is about collecting data. I yes. enjoyed myself My dad today. used to say it's a numbers game. Yeah. Definitely. I enjoyed myself today. It was yeah. great. Like, I would hang out again. Um, and you never know when it's going to hit you. Because when I started dating Omar, I thought for sure it was just, I was like, this is going to be the hottest guy I ever dated. And this is going to be awesome. And yeah. Amen. Like, yeah. <laughs> yay for that. And, and I, I remember... Uh, we were going out and I told all my girlfriends because I was starting to get attached and I was so terrified of getting my yeah. heart broken. I was like, that's it. Tonight's Omar's going away party. He just doesn't know it. She had multiple going away parties for me. No, I did I not. I only had the one. Oh my God. It was only the one. I heard about two. And then my best friend looked at me that night and we were like hanging out in the corner and she came up. She's like, ah, oh, he's not going anywhere. Period. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, you know. You're right. We're talking about, but about dating guys though for me, you know, dating men, you know. Yeah. It's like, who pays for the date? Ooh, I don't know. Like today I paid. So that means the next one's on them. Or like, we were asking that question on the drive here because we have a gay couple who got they got engaged today, and I was like, "Who? How do you determine who proposes and gets down on the knee?" <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it's Dude. like different for everyone, though. I mean, like, I, I know like some it women be a mutual, that propose. It should be a mutual, agree, you know, like you usually would know it was yes, coming. You know, like, let's both propose or not even. Yeah, but if you're asking who's paying for for dinner and for the date, then. You know well, what I mean? I, Who's going to buy that ring and get on that knee? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's like heteronormative, though. It's just more like, we, you, well, no matter what, even if I get on my knee and I'm first to get on my knee, you still that work. ring better be nice. I, <laughs> I love I, it. Match the energy. I love it. Match the energy. Match the energy. Omar actually proposed with my, my grandmother's ring. Oh, sentimental. Oh, yeah. yeah. Heartfelt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a hard obstacle because I had to go ask the grandmother for the ring first without her telling everyone. Yeah, that, and then and I had to go have my a grandma, talk with your dad. Was... I'd have a double talk. That was well. He went to my dad's office. You think I can talk? My dad can talk. So and she gets a... <laughs> <laughs> he went to his office to ask like permission, and he went in and talked to him for three and a half hours. Bro, no, I was there from one right after lunch till six p.m. What was he talking about? Life, just everything. Life. Yeah. We, he was like, all right, I got to close up and I got to get out of here and get home. And I was like, all right, I'll see you later, Mark. Got back, I got in my got car phone, yeah. and I was like, no, this is what I came here for. I got to go back. <laughs> so I walked back into the office. I'm like, hey, Mark, actually, I came here to talk to you about asking for permission. He's like, you've been here this whole time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I couldn't get a word in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. Six yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. But it was worth it. It was worth it. Obviously. Period. Yeah. Oh, you, you ain't got to ask my, well, whoever it is. You might need to ask Harold. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. My dad was like, yeah, live your best life, bro. Have fun with Ray Nall. It'll be great. He's crazy now. 
He might cut your tires off. <laughs> Anyways, all right. It's my time for the benediction, but I can't let you leave without a word of the day. This word is from my friend Devon. He's putting out a single on Friday. Uh, it's called Be Around Devon Baker. He's one of the, just a great singer in Atlanta. And uh, make sure you check out his single. But he posted this, and I got to read this to y'all on Facebook. It says this, by profession, I'm a, da- I'm a data numbers person. I analyze numerical and historical data to help predict and plan for future outcomes. In my life, when bad things have happened, they have always tend to yield to a better outcome. Loss of a job led me to a much better one, which progressed my career. Failed relationships positioned me to be available to be ready for the right one. Looking at the historical data points of my life, setbacks have always turned into setups for better. So if past situations can predict future outcomes, it is highly probable that every negative situation will ultimately work to create something better. The only dependency is that you've got to make it to the other side. Mm -hmm. So those of you who are in the middle of a tough situation, life is hard and you can't see your way out. Trust that just be just like the past situations, you will come out of this better. Just Mm -hmm. keep living. My nanny used to say, keep, keep living, keep, keep living. Mm -hmm. Just keep on going. If you don't keep living, you can't keep, you can't see what the other side is. Devon, that was great. It helped me. I didn't share that a million times. That was great. And now I didn't share it on here. Come on. He's a numbers person. He probably could sponsor a podcast. (laughs) Never. Come on. It's a whole lot of money in this mother. I'm kidding. All right. If you're, um, I already said that a million times. All right. I'm going to wrap up this episode. I'd like to thank my co-host for coming on, The Fosters, today. I want to remind you to like, comment, and subscribe. Thank Claiborne Loops for this awesome music. I'm going to be calling you soon for new music for season two. We have three more episodes. Like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at NSFC Podcast. Till the next time, Jesus is for everybody. For everybody. Everybody. He's for everybody. Even me. The hoes, the thoughts, the baby daddies, the baby mamas, your aunties, your uncles. We all got children. Your thoughts. All of it. Everybody. (laughs) 